Good day, everyone. Paul Krauss, co-founder of Restore Health 101, and I am joined again today by Dr. Lauren. And if we sound a little different, it's because we're no longer recording these in our office. We are remote. We are calling in as everyone in America is dealing with this coronavirus. We do hope that all of you are doing well, safe, sound, and taking care of yourselves. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk more about general health as well as how that applies into hemp CBD, specifically with what we do here at Restore Health 101. Uh, today we're going to actually cover a topic that has really baffled me, to be, to be perfectly blunt, as Doc will uh, attest to, for quite some time now, and that involves the liver function and hemp CBD oil. I know Doc has uh, had several conversations with me about this topic because we know how important the liver is when we're talking about absorption. But we're going to kind of take it from a little bit different angle, but yet somewhat of a similar angle. But I wanted to start today's recording out. By the way, welcome to the call today, Doc. Wanted to Hello. start today's yes. Wanted to start today's uh, podcast out with with one of the statements that you made in your article that you written on this topic. And by the way, you can find that on our website, RestoreHealthWithHemp.com, under our blog section. And it, the, the statement you made, it says, CBD makes headlines daily. And my gosh, it sure does. And I love how you put, some are created to create a scare, some are created to create a profit, and some are created with validity. The last category, I think, is definitely the smallest. <laughs> but just, you went on to say that as a consumer, these waters can be unknown and terrifying if you don't know who to listen to or what to follow. I absolutely love that statement because, to be perfectly honest with you, Doc, that's exactly why we're here. Yeah, to share the validity and hopefully give people a um, a source that they can get factual information. I think is a is a helpful thing in this industry. Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, you you also put into into the topic as we kind of jump right in that you know many of the articles and studies and research that's being done out there, that yielding some of those scary headlines as you put it. Uh, is research associated with the pharmaceutical form of the CBD isolate. So you, you pointed out that we're right off the bat talking about oranges and grapefruits. And I do love how you put oranges and grapefruits because that's going to play a key role in one of the topics that we're going to talk about uh, today. But can you expand upon that a little bit and, and just inform folks on why everyone out there is so hell-bent on this one angle and they're not even talking about what everyone else is wanting and using. Absolutely. Um, so the, you know, as you mentioned, the pharmaceutical form that people are talking about is the CBD isolate. So GW Pharmaceuticals has a patent on CBD alone. So they've found this one cannabinoid found in the cannabis family of plants. So that's either hemp or marijuana. Both will contain CBD. And they have isolated it for benefits, you know, mainly associated with, like, seizures, I think is what it's primarily recommended for prescription-wise. Um, and that's what launched this kind of whole industry in the first place was was with the company um, Charlotte's Web, I know, people have heard of, but finding help with a little girl Charlotte with seizures. So the pharmaceutical company, you know, naturally they can make a heck of a lot of money if they are the only go-to source for a drug for people to be able to take. And um, 
it's a totally different beast than the actual full plant that does contain CBD. So hemp is very high in CBD, but it also contains a lot of other nutrients and cannabinoids um, and terpenes and flavonoids and all sorts of things that um, gives it a much fuller spectrum of nutrition and nourishment that can do other things. So, you know, with the... I think the, with the, from the research standpoint that naturally pharmaceutical companies um, do output their own research. Um, I won't, you know, go too far into depth of how valid some of them are or aren't based on, you know, how much money and who's funding it and who's doing it and what result they're trying to portray from it. Um, but a lot of the research that is done on the CBD isolate was talking about the pharmaceutical form and is also talking about a dosing that's totally different than what we would take from a hemp oil product. Absolutely. You know, when you when you refer to the you know the various forms that we see out there today that we all commonly just refer to as CBD, I think that you know it gets mis. It get, that's where you know even the FDA they want. I would love for them to just come out and say here's what we define CBD as because they will say things or allude to things that quite honestly is only about CBD and guess what? It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with full spectrum hemp oil. And that's kind of a scary thought process when we actually boil down what their task in all this is or what they're trying to make their role in all of this. But, you know, when we, when we go through and look at the, with hemp CBD and liver function, can you kind of give us just a 10,000 foot overview of what's going inside of our body and what role the liver is playing when we're ingesting, whether it's hemp CBD oil or any other nutrient that we are ingesting? Yeah. So with any kind of, with any kind of fat that you intake from your diet or fat soluble nutrients like vitamins, A, D, E, and K are known as fat soluble vitamins. Um, they have to be basically processed through the liver. Um, so do pharmaceuticals, so do toxins and all sorts of things that we're exposed to every day. So you know, our livers are essentially our vehicle's, you know, filtration system. And with a few fat-soluble vitamins and hemp oil or any other types of oil, fish oil, um, they've got to be broken down you know, or emulsified or put into a form that can be basically put into the bloodstream at that, at that point because our bloodstream is made of water. Generally, you're not going to have, you know, just fat molecules running around on their own. They've got to be carried along on something. There's got to be a boat carrying these things through the system. So with the, you know, liver and relating it to full-spectrum hemp oil, if you are taking an oil-based product, and, you, you know, you might put it in through your mouth or if you're taking a capsule, it's got to make its way, you know, through the stomach, down through the digestive tract. It will go through the liver. Um, and a lot of the absorption and usability and what you're trying, the benefit that you're trying to get from the product um, is filtered away through the liver, unfortunately. So, you know, I always, I don't know if it's a 6% or 7%. I know you're good with numbers. I tend to get close to the ballpark of how much is actually absorbed from an oil-based product. 
um, is far different than what you're going to get from what we call a water-friendly product where it doesn't require uh, the workings of the liver and the digestive tract to absorb it. It's actually absorbed through the mucosal tissue and all of the um, parts of the, the mouth and is instantly brought into the bloodstream. So the absorption part is very, very different when we're talking about how it's administered in the form of the product. Absolutely. You know, you, 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 I love that because for so long, you know, I've, I've tried to figure out when, when we're dealing with a water-friendly product, is there really a role that the liver's playing to inhibit or increase the activity of the enzymes? And fortunately, that's uh, been, been uh, uh, proven for us now. But when you do go through these things, because let's face it, our customers are not ingesting just our product. They're ingesting a lot of different things, some good, some bad, obviously. And from that perspective, you spend a great deal of time in the article that you wrote on this speaking of the various enzymes and whether different things that we're taking increases or inhibits that enzyme activity. Can you kind of explain what I've just murkied the water with, what you mean by all that? Yeah, so the well, so this group of enzymes in the liver is called the cytochrome P450 enzymes, which has it's a mouthful of a name. Um, but like I said, they are they're found in the liver and they play a a huge role in how we metabolize lots of different things. As I mentioned, medications are a big one, um, hormones, even like caffeine and alcohol. So these enzymes all play a role in all these in all of those. You're also going to find them um, playing a role in how we actually metabolize our own cannabinoids or ones that we take and food products too. So, I mean, it's like I said, the liver is a major filter, fil- filtration system for the whole body. And, um, you know, why we don't need the liver to, you know, absorb our product, I mean, they do, these enzymes do still play a role in how these are eventually. Uh, removed or taken out of our system. So these cytochrome P450 enzymes um, can either be um, upregulated or they can incre- their activity can be increased based on certain things that you do or take. I think, you know, in the area of functional medicine, when we're, we're talking with people about liver detoxification and, you know, methylation and all these more complex things that we won't talk about, um, we hear, you know, the benefits of eating the uh, the vegetables that come from the, I think it's the, I might even butcher the name, the brassica family or brassica family of vegetables. So the broccoli, the cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, um, all of these things actually increase this enzyme activity. So it essentially is going to speed up how quickly these things are being pulled and filtered through the liver. It ramps up the liver detox pathways. And then there's also quite a bit of things that inhibit or slow down. So, you know, talking food-based sources, um, curcumin is a big one. So I know, you know, it's got the whole natural world, you know, wrapped around its finger of how great curcumin is for, you know, its anti-inflammatory processes and all sorts of health benefits. But I feel like there's not a whole lot of people that understand that it also slows down or when it binds to these enzymes of the liver, um, they, they're taking up the receptor sites. So it's, 
it can slow things down because something else can't bind to it. That, that's already been filled. So it slows down or in, inhibits the activity in that, in that instance. Um, there's all sorts of, in the article I listed quite a few, but, um, you know, berberine can inhibit activity, which you find in golden seal, St. John's wort, which is why it comes with those uh, warnings with taking with antidepressants. So there is definitely connections between um, food and supplements and medications of how they all interact with each other. And, you know, personally, my opinion is that we, we don't know enough of knowing, you know, if someone's on 10 different medications, it's next to near impossible to be able to tell them how their diet and all these medications taken together mixed in with, you know, any supplements or anything else they're doing, we have no idea exactly what's all happening within the liver because it's too complicated. But with certain ones, we can draw, you know, direct strings with, I guess. So like the St. John's wort and the antidepressants is one. Um, with um, tobacco smoking, I find it super interesting. So there's certain foods and certain substances that can actually increase and decrease certain metabolism there are certain enzymes so for instance tobacco smoking induces one one particular cytochrome p450 enzyme and it actually can decrease other ones too so like i said it's a very complex area which is why you know it's taking me a little bit of time to kind of try to pull all this together because for me to fully try to understand all of it and then be able to know what medications are with what and you know i'm not a pharmacist so i did not list out what medications are going to be affected by certain things because I don't feel I have that expertise, but I'm sure you could find it if you're on a medication or talk to your pharmacist. Um, I just want people to understand that, you know, our, these enzymes in the liver do play a role in how we metabolize, like I said, hormones and our endocannabinoids that we make and plant-based cannabinoids. So, the reason why it would be important, you know, some of the headlines you read is that, you know, CBD damages your liver. Well, you know, whether they're talking about the pharmaceutical form or they're talking about truly a full-spectrum hemp form and what dose it has to do to affect your liver, I think overall that this hemp, the full-spectrum hemp oil and any of these cannabinoid-containing products they do impact the liver. Everything that we take and consume essentially has an impact within the liver. I don't think it's scary like they are kind of making it out to be, and I don't know if it's intentional or not. But for those people that they are on what we call that grapefruit warning, where if your doctor's told you you're not even allowed to eat grapefruit, um, that there are certain people that probably do need to be a little extra aware and do a little extra um, maybe research and investigating on their own, um, not just about taking our products, but virtually almost about everything else you're eating and consuming and taking too because of how these medications have such a harsh effect on their system that they can't even, you know, they can no longer even eat grapefruits. So um, I guess that's my Maybe not my ten thousand square or my ten thousand foot view. <laughs> it might well, be that's a little awesome. deeper, but 
Absolutely. No, that's perfect. You know, and, and what's so funny is, as you mentioned, you, you, you can't drill down to the level of, you know, this this particular medication with that. Well, the reason is, is because, let's face it, we see, you know, what I just heard a statistic because of this whole coronavirus scare that 60% of Americans fall into the category of, of having a, uh, a high-risk health issue. And I'm thinking to myself, dear God. What has created that? Because it's not as though the human body is changing like that. It's because of what we're putting in it. And I think that that's why so many people are on so many different medications. And how could you ever figure out the combinations people are on and the, the causal effects that's going to have for these the, the, the inhibit, inhibits of, of the enzymes or the increase or whatever? It's just like, holy cow, you know, every person would be completely different just like the human body is. You did mention one other thing that I found interesting. A lot of things sound interesting, but this one stuck out at me. It's because you, you put, it is believed that CBD can inhibit the system's ability to metabolize certain drugs. You mentioned that. I do like to point out that from our perspective as a dietary supplement providing company, what our position is from a standpoint of if you decide to take this, whether you're doing this on your own or in consultation with your physician or whatever the case may be, and, Doc, if you wouldn't mind, would you remind folks what we recommend they do, for, especially folks that are on other medications from a dosing perspective, you know, the hows, the whens, and the whys? Yeah. So, generally, if you're you – know, so, we recommend most people split dosing. So, taking, um, you know, half of the dose, half of the – if you're on the regular full dose of one ml, um, half an ml in the morning, half ml before bed in the evening – um, it is more ideal if you can take your hemp oil, I say first thing in the morning, and wait you know, at least a 30-minute period before you take your medications. Um, mainly be, well, like two things. So from a, I guess me, a common sense standpoint, I would rather wake up and the first thing I put in be something more uh, naturally derived that's more uh, compatible with the physiology of my body. Um, but also the medications, um, they, and this is part of that whole liver metabolism point, that they have to be processed through the liver. And if you're taking supplements or anything with that, those things also are going to get shoved through the liver along with the medications. And it's going to filter out quite a bit of, like I said, the, the usability or the bioavailability of those products that you're taking. And this is for any supplement. So um, taking supplements and medications away from each other, I think is generally a better idea. But for ours, I say, you know, take it first, wait like a half hour, and then take whatever necessary medications that you have after that, assuming it can work right. within, you know, those guidelines. Absolutely. And, you know, I do, like, as I mentioned earlier, this uh, article that you've written is on our, <clears throat> excuse me, is on our website in the blog section, Restore Health withhemp.com and go to the blog section, look for the articles uh, by Dr. Lauren. Uh, this one is the uh, liver function and hemp CBD. Um, we're going to continue to talk about this article, but it's going to kind of segue into another topic that's kind of always on my crawl, as they say, and it's where you talked about uh, the, the safety factors of it. And you said that the often described favorable safety profile of CBD in humans was confirmed and extended by the re uh, reviewed research according to an update on safety and side effects of cannabidiol, a review of clinical data and relevant animal studies. 
want to talk about that for just a quick second as we kind of segue into uh, our last topic of the day? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you word for word what the entire article says now. I've slept since then. But, um, <laughs> you know, again, where the studies come from makes a big difference. So the whole relevant animal studies um, I thought was kind of funny because we do often – um, depending on what you want to portray from uh, your opinion or viewpoint or what you're trying to do for your article, sometimes people will pull things in that may not be relevant. Um, but so there was, uh, you know, like I said, this was a, a, a review of clinical data, multiple research that was looking at how safe is it truly for, um, for cannabidiol products to be consumed and overall what they found in reviewing all these research is that it is well generally considered safe for people to take. I forget what the what uh, the the phrases that people typically use is something about generally safe and something along those lines. But right. essentially they are finding that it is that it, it's actually safe for people to use. Again, talking about a full-spectrum hemp oil product like ours, I can attest to the CBD isolate synthetic form from a pharmaceutical company. I think it's pretty safe to assume we've watched how the pharmaceutical industry, and as as, as needed as they are, they've kinda, they are for-profit organizations. They're all publicly held organizations, so they're mandated to turn bigger profits for their stockholders every year, so they're going to continue to create more and more and more drugs, even if they are just to wash away some of the side effects that some of their other drugs has created. So rather than getting on that topic that we could spend the next two hours on, it's a kind of a perfect segue for us to really cover what we talked about you know, just a few weeks ago. Uh, meaning the FDA and their stance on CBD and how they are just totally bastardizing the, 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 the coin phrase of CBD because they're not coming out and saying it's this version, it's that version, it's the isolate, it's all, it's none. It's, they're just saying nothing. <clears throat> but uh, here recently, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was an article written by Sean Williams, and it's, uh, his, his, uh, his article appeared on www.fool.com. And <laughs> the interesting thing is, is Sean spends a great deal of time rehashing all the same FDA gargling book about CBD and cannabidiol, and this, that, and another about, you know, that there's not enough safety data, which makes me laugh every time I read it because, there's only 20 plus thousand studies on hemp and cannabidiol and, and and cannabis in general, and they all say the same things that they're, it's safe and it's effective. But here yet we've got our FDA who acts like this is a substance that was just found two weeks ago, and we need more data. But nonetheless, if you read through that entire article, what I found the most funny uh, is you had to read, you know. 10,000 words to get to the back part where it was an update, and, it, it, and then it starts out with a subheading that says, this quote from the head of the FDA should calm some nerves, <laughs> which is hilarious. <clears throat> but just to paraphrase, they, they talk about, you know, the FDA has taken an exceptionally cautious stance on CBD and, and how this is playing a havoc on CBD stocks and this, that, and other. And, and to be perfectly blunt, 
I really don't care what this is doing to company stocks. I don't care what this is doing to the FDA, and I certainly don't care what this is doing to the pharmaceutical companies. But what I do care about is this industry is changing people's lives. This is a new segment of healthcare, and for them to play games with it, act as though it has it's all about the finance or it's all about protecting the pharmaceutical industry just infuriates me. But it, it actually, this whole article was summed up in one statement from the FDA chair where he says, people are using these products and quote-unquote CBD products. And then he goes on to say, we're not going to be able to say you can't use these products. It's a fool's game to try to even approach that. So <laughs> after all of the, the, the pomp and stance that they have come out with over the last, I don't know, eight months, ten months, to come out and have that statement, that's just laughable. What's your thought on that, mm-hmm. Doc? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I don't follow politics probably quite as much as you do, I know, on all of this. Um, but I can understand why they would want to put out information that might scare people and try to deter them and um, people not purchase, you know, full-spectrum hemp oil products for fear that, well, it might take a cut into their business quite a bit. And they, I don't, I don't want to point fingers or assume, but I know that money can be a really big factor and how people act sometimes. And when there's, you know, billions of dollars at stake, I think, again, people might pull certain research or even pull stunts that might generally try to uh, be used to scare the public away from taking things that really could actually benefit them and have them not depend on medications and other things that they may not necessarily need. So I think it's unfortunate, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, I guess it comes from fool.com. I don't, I, I, um, I don't read it too often, and I know why. <laughs> well, if it hadn't popped up on my radar screen because of keyword CBD, I would have never seen, seen this article either. But, uh, you know, it is, it is kind of funny how they are softening their stance, and whether or not that's because of political pressure they're getting from Congress or whether – they're finally just realizing we can't fight this. I don't know, but I don't care. I think it's good for the American people. It's certainly good for companies like ours that is committed to providing people with really pure, healthy products that can truly help their bodies rejuvenate themselves. So, I, you know, I, I appreciate your all your time today and explaining your article even more. Um, I do want to remind folks to please get onto our website, Check out all of Dr. Lauren's articles. We don't get a chance on all our podcasts to discuss each and every one of them, but uh, she writes some amazing articles that can help you in your specific situations. Also, you can get onto our website, and you can send us a message if you have specific questions for Dr. Lauren. I'll I'll make sure that she gets those messages and she uh, can respond to those for us all. Uh, We are in the process of combining uh, or compiling a frequently asked questions based on questions that our actual customers are having. I do want to throw a shout out to all of our customers because the feedback that we have received from you is priceless and we are honored to play a role in helping each and every one of you seek what you are uh, are out to uh, 
to achieve with our products. We've got more products coming down the pike, but all I can say in closing is, is if you've not tried our products, give it a shot. We have a 90-day challenge that I assure you will change your life. Doc, you have any final comments you'd like to point out? Somewhere along the lines, you have thrown in the word clean, and I think that's a good thing for people to uh, to be aware of is, you know, why we talk about and promote all these benefits that hemp oil can provide for fueling our endocannabinoid system and letting our, really, our body's ability to do what it's supposed to do and heal and take care of us. It does make a big difference of what you're actually fueling it with, and hemp oil... Well, hemp in general tends to be a sponge of nutrients from the soil, which is good because it's packed full of great nutrients, but also bad if you're aware that we don't take real great care of our soil these days. And a lot of it is unfortunately uh, sprayed with many, many chemicals and pesticides that then ends up in concentrated forms of hemp oil products. So um, you said clean, and I'm like, man, people need to understand that Full-spectrum hemp oil isn't full-spectrum hemp oil, isn't full-spectrum hemp oil from one company to the next even. So being able to source from people that genuinely care and test and do it right and spend the time to make a great product um, is also probably a whole other conversation for another day, but extremely important in my opinion. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's kind of what brought us all together, you know, is that commitment, that desire to truly help people, and you can only do that if you are sourcing the best products with, by the best methods uh, and then keeping the process clean and pure and at all times utilizing new technologies. I mean, we are every day learning more about new technologies that can not only make our product better, but allow us to add additional botanicals and ingredients that are clean and will have bigger and better effects for our customers. So. Again, you know, I can't urge folks enough to jump out onto our website, RestoreHealthWithHemp.com, and get on our 90-day challenge. See what your body can do for itself by fueling it with Restore Health products. Once again, I want to thank everybody. And in this time of the coronavirus infiltrating throughout our country, hunker down, be safe, keep those distances from each other, and make sure you check on our website and tune in again for our next podcast. Thank you all so very much.